Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton. You guys have questions for John. You know what to do. Text him in, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN, and we'll uh, throw your question John's John's way before he leaves for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. So what what is your uh, your feeling about the game tonight before we get into the Seahawks? I'm just wondering what you think is I was I had one of the shows on in the background like I do every morning so I always have a hard time nailing down who said what, but they were talking about the Browns. They're going without Baker Mayfield and they were talking about Stefanski is he going to make it through the season? Is he on the hot seat? I'm like, "Really? Is he already in trouble? Is it, is that were they just creating content or is there some buzz that he might be in trouble?" No, he's it's just uh, stupid Stupid stuff being said, because there's nothing to it. I mean, again, he was coach of the year last year. Yeah, he made the playoffs last year. Now he goes into tonight's game against Denver. He he doesn't have his top two running backs, you know, because you, you've got uh, Kareem Hunt on injured reserve. Nick Chubb's out. You know, they uh, you know Baker Mayfield's not going to be able to play. So you're going with Case Keenum as your quarterback. They may not have their starting tackles. I mean, they're injured. I mean, what what? I mean, again, some people I think that uh, they're not thinking is what it is. I mean, it's like. I mean, Stefanski's the first one to get them to the playoffs in how many years? Mm-hmm. And so now, in the middle of his second year, you're going to fire him? Well, that's why, it, break. that's why it caught my ear. I was, uh, you know, walking around doing stuff, and I just I didn't know if they were just creating a conversation. Like, hey, do you think he's going to be in trouble? I was Ugh. like, really? Wow. Okay. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. Hmm. Pretty interesting, the AFC West, because Denver started off great. Now, they did play the Giants, the Jags, the Jets, but you know, and and the Raider team coming out. I don't know if we even talked about this. That Raider team coming in and beating Denver that was mm-hmm. uh, that was quite surprising. I wonder if how big of underdogs they were coming in on that. I think four or five point underdogs, yeah. and uh, no, you know, and that's you. You can see right now the Broncos are a troubled team, you know, because first off, if you go back to the Raider game. Can you believe the Raider defense, as bad as it was last year, had 17 quarterback hits on Teddy Bridgewater to a point where he has a foot injury and uh, you know he's going to expect he's expected to play, but again he's not going to be 100. <clears throat> percent He's not going to be able to scramble. <clears throat> you know he's missing two thirds of his top wide receiving core because Jerry Judy is done. KJ Hamler uh, is he's out for the season. You know Judy will be back in another week or two, and then. They've pretty much lost their entire linebacking core. You know, they've got two linebackers <clears throat> that start that went on injured reserve for the season. You know, they're all, a lot of their young backups are there. Oh, they're out for the season? What's or, that? You said they went on IR for the rest of the season. They're out for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, Joey, Joey, uh, Jose, Joey Jewell, the uh, inside linebacker, is out for the season. Yeah. And then they lose Alexander Johnson <clears throat> for the season. He got a torn peck. So they've lost two linebackers for the season. Bradley Chubb hasn't, you know, played a down this year, and so all you basically have Von Miller and a bunch of no names. Mm. Uh, John, what what are your expectations as far as the running back rotation this Monday night? A lot of people asking, what do you expect from Penny? How many carries? What do you? Hey, first of all, do you even expect that he's going to be the number two guy, or do you think you know DJ Dallas or Travis Homer or the combo of those two will still? have more of the workload than Penny would. Well, I haven't seen the injury report yet, but what, what's it say about Malik 
you know, is, I mean, what about Alex Collins? Is he? Uh, Alex- he's supposed to practice today. Yeah, so it's like uh, he should be the backup. Because <clears throat> again, it's not his, as well. Collins would be the starter, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're starter, yeah. so we're talking about would Penny be the number two behind him, or would it be one of those other guys? No, I think it would be Penny, but I think they'd mix in DJ Dallas and Travis Homer, you know, because both guys have done such a good job. And you know, again, uh, you're tr- trying to get Rashad Penny up to speed because he hasn't done anything in the longest time. Now, again, you know, I, I can see him when I you know drive out of my uh, drive out of the the complex here because he lives. You know, like about what, 15 houses away from me. So it looks like he's in good shape, and naturally, uh, you know, he's going to work hard. But I think you know, they'll they'll try to mix him in. But I mean, if if Collins isn't the uh, starting running back, something's wrong. Yeah. So I'm just looking at today's injury report. Uh, Alex Collins did not practice. Okay. Mm. Groin. Uh, Gabe Jackson, resting veteran. Uh, Damian Lewis, shoulder. And that's why he left the other night, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then Carlos Dunlap and Dwayne Brown both just resting. Yeah. So that's did not participate. Then limited practice um, participation. Brandon Shell, Cedric Aboyhe, biceps, Brandon Shell and ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, Sidney Jones, concussion still. Daryl Taylor, neck. What do we know about our, our rookie? Uh, we were just talking about... Dwayne Eskridge and boy, that's that's yeah, it's long. Start, it's starting to worry me, John, because man, uh, typically it it clears up after a couple of days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So should we be concerned about yes. him? Yes, yes, very much. I think you have to be concerned. How can you not? Because again, it's like he's missed so much time with the same thing, <clears throat> and obviously it hasn't gotten much better because he's still on the injury report with a concussion. So yeah, I think you have to kind of start worrying about it. And, you know, uh, and so that's, I think, a big problem because, again, he's talented. They need him. I mean, he could be the third receiver. But right now, that injury has lingered so long, you kind of wonder. Yeah. Well, and I'm looking at New Orleans, and they had a, just a ton. What did they have, like eight guys that were eight starters? Yeah. Um, we talked to uh, was it Mike Triplett. Is that who Tripp, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, um, but, yeah, Deontay Harris, that's kind of a big one. Remember, John, he was the guy that – returned the punt for a touchdown against the Seahawks in 2019. He caught a 72-yard bomb against the Washington football team. He's their wide, leading wide receiver. He's out, out with a hamstring. Mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, any updates on some of the, the big names as far as – I know it looks like Eric McCoy, that's their center. Right. And Teron Armstead, those guys were limited. But, you know, they've had, had quite a few injuries there. Yeah, because, again, they started the season. They were down 10 players – uh from last year because of <clears throat> releases suspensions uh trades you name it <clears throat> and so they were really hurting and so now uh this is the week they're start going to get some guys back because i think you know Quam alexander was designated uh to possibly come back and you know marcus davenport may be able to come back so they may be able to get some of these people back but they were down so much and then you think about the idea at wide receiver particularly you talk about harris they don't have much at wide receiver because basically their top three guys right now were guys who were undrafted. And I think what the most anybody of those three have caught is 15 passes. I mean, they've only caught 183 passes in five games, the total team. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, so they're limiting Jameis Winston in his throwing. You know, and when you think about who's getting the ball through the air, it's uh, you know Alvin Kamara because maybe they're not – throwing him as much as they usually do but it's like he still gets a bunch of passes and he's running the ball more and he's great yeah well and we were looking at uh bridgewater's 
Uh, not Bridgewater. Uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Sorry, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, he was in one game 15 for 30, uh, another game 11 for 22. I mean, his percentage is, is low, 60. And then, yeah, I mean, you, you're talking about the, the attempts being down. Um, yeah, it looks like they're they're trying to manage him. I wonder if that's just, you know, maybe they'll let him. They're just kind of slowly watching him, kind of tightening the reins for now, and then, you know, maybe later on. But he, he's got some long passes, mm-hmm, uh, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston. I mean, he had the 72-yarder. There was a Hail Mary. He's had, like, I think it's like six uh, throws over 40 yards. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's like they're they're kind of uh, they're kind of holding him back a little bit. It seems like yeah, because I think the well the the one thing that's so amazing and you know, so much is bloated by the Green Bay game. If you look at his touchdown to uh, interception ratio, and you know how bad the interception ratio was down in Tampa, <clears throat> but he's got twelve touchdown passes and only three interceptions. That's good. But of course, five of those touchdown passes came against the Green Bay Packers in a game nobody can understand because it looked like the Packers just went through the motions because it was 38-3, to a 35-point win. But overall, I think that you can see he's doing enough to get the team to 3-2. and Did not do – I mean, he got the win in New England. Then he has a bad loss to the New York Giants, which should never happen. So they're up and down. You guys have questions for John? Text them in, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. It's powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Uh, John, I saw this story. They were talking about um, you know the one of the producers who puts together some of the pieces for Real Sports with with Brian Gumble reached out. They said they did just a cold call. They, mm-hmm. they they did a story on Mark Davis, but they did they just called John Gruden out of the blue, just cold call, and they said he actually picked up. And uh, the producer talked to him, said he's still in Vegas, uh, he's letting the dust settle. But his quote was, "People know me, know what I stand for for fifty eight years. I've got a resume of fifty eight years." And then he said. The truth will come out. What 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 truth? I mean, it's it's yeah. there in hard copy. It's in yeah, writing. Six hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> uh, emails. Uh, so it's like, and he obviously didn't write every one of them, but we already know some of the ones he wrote, and they're terrible. It's like, what what truth is there? Did some was did somebody you know go over your shoulder and start writing uh, these uh, e- these emails? It's like, hey, it's your email account. Yeah, it's, it seems just a weird response when you've got something that's in writing from yeah. your account versus he said, she said. It's like, no, it's it's hard copy. It's there. The way, right. I'm right. not sure about the truth here. Yeah, no, I, I, I just shake my head at that. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, hey, listen, I, I, I still like John Gruden. I did not like what he did for all these years in sending these emails. It's unprofessional. It's terrible. And, you know, they dealt with it correctly. I still think that him and Tarico were like the best Monday night group. All this other stuff aside, mm-hmm. I, I felt like he should have stayed there, but he went went back into coaching. And I guess they gave him what a hundred million dollars, yeah, ten million ten a year. Yeah, yeah. So where, where does Kamara rank for you, John? I I just think he is. I love his effort. Um, I love that he can both catch and run. I mean. He's got to be one of those guys. If I'm looking around the league, like I could take any running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Derrick Henry would definitely be tempting, but I feel like this guy is is better than in in this from the standpoint as uh, as far as a a pass catcher. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, uh, Derrick Henry obviously is the best because he's on pace now to back to back two thousand yard seasons. But I put Kamara number two 
because I mean it's mm-hmm. it, interesting because you know in the past few years he hasn't had the thousand yard seasons, but what he has been able to do is catch a lot of passes and do a lot of good things. Now they're running the ball more, so he's going to have over a thousand yards easily. But I think right now he's the second best back in football. Uh, Five oh nine wants to know which team is in bigger trouble: the Jets, Giants, Eagles, or Washington? Mm. I did like the the uh, Joe Judge's comments yeah. about the the. What do you say? The fish rots from the head down or stinks yeah, from the yeah, head yeah. down or whatever. I, I, think, I think it's the Giants. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the Jets. I mean, they got Robert Sala as the head coach. And, you know, they're not a the new coach. They're not going to fire him. You know, and they're just going to give him more time and try to get him more talent. In Philadelphia, I mean, they, they weren't going to be that good anyways. You know, because I'm not sold on uh, Jalen Hurst. But also what you look at is they got Nick Sirianni out there as the coach, and he's in his first year, so he's safe. In the case of Joe Judge, I mean, what is this now, year three? He's one in five. You know, all of a sudden that defense that I know that uh, we all talked about being so much better last year, particularly on the defensive line, is now the worst in football or one of the worst in football. It's battling Washington to be the worst. And so it's like, I mean, here's Judge, the former Bill Belichick special teams coach, you know, I, I think I have to think he's in trouble. And right now, unless Daniel Jones can bail him out, I think he could get fired. All right, John, not super exciting, the Miami Dolphins, but it's kind of interesting to me. I mean, they're playing the Falcons yeah. two and three. They're one and five. I mean, this team was 10 and six, and this was going to be the one good coach, Brian Flores, that came out of the Belichick system that actually had success because been he's had trouble with that. And... You know, with Tua, it's just very interesting what's going on down there. It sounds like uh, things are pretty bad. And there was something about heard about Tua and the quarterback. Somebody were they going to start somebody different this week? No, well, they were going after Watson supposedly. Yeah, oh, they could, could have had it. According to uh, John McClain, the reporter out there, saying it, they could have a deal done as early as this week. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and I think what it comes down to is that you can see Brian Flores and Chris Greer, Greer being the general manager, are desperate right now because they want to save their jobs. And it looks like, you know, Tua isn't going to be good enough right now to bail them out. I know his record is 7-5, and five, but a lot of those wins obviously came from last year. I mean, what they, I mean, this is a team that lost to the Giants, for God's sake. And so it's like, uh, and they lose to Jacksonville. So it's like, uh, you know, they, they are in deep trouble. And so what you have to see is that, uh, you know, they've, they uh, they may want to get Watson, even if it's one where next year he has to be suspended with those 22 cases coming up, you know, with the women and all that stuff. But, you know, <clears throat> I think what they're thinking is if we can get Watson now, we can have a chance to at least win some games because say what you want about Watson, he's the fifth or sixth best quarterback in football in, in most people's opinion. How, how far down the rabbit hole is this Texans organization? How, how far away are they from turning it around, if you will. I'm just reading quotes from uh, J.J. Watt talking about they're going to face off against him. Yeah. And he said, he said, it's not like I'm sitting here going, I can't wait to face this guy because it's not the same team. It's not the same organization that I remember mm-hmm. and that I was a part of. And just talking about it's everything yeah. is different there. Are they? Do you think they're a few players away? Do you think they're a head coach and a GM away? How, how, much, of a, how much of an overhaul does this organization need? All of the above, because I think right now when you look at them, I look at them as being the worst-run team, not in the NFL, but in sports. I mean, all they keep doing is making mistakes, losing talent. You know, like, for example, I mean, how about the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Whitney Marsalis, 
they ended up cutting and taking a big cap hit on. And then they cut Andre Roberts, the wide receiver. You know, immediately both guys ended up with jobs. Marcellus ended up in Green Bay, and Andre Roberts ended up in uh, with the Chargers. And it's like, uh, you know, and they keep giving away talent. You know, here they have, uh, you know, their, uh, their their left tackle. I mean, he's going to be out. He's on injured reserve. That's not good. So, no, I, I think that they're a long way away. And, of course, once you get rid of Deshaun Watson, what do you really have at quarterback? I mean, Tyrod Taylor, that's it. And Tyrod's hurt. So it's like, uh, you know, and I know that he went to Stanford, but, again. Oh, the kid from Stanford. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. There yeah, we go. Yeah, so Davis Mills. And, again, is that going to be good enough to do anything? I just think they're horrible, and they're going to be horrible for a long time unless they get <laughs> you know some different people in there making decisions. They're going to be horrible for a long time. Horrible <laughs> for a long time. That's not oh, a good, yeah. good outlook. Uh, John, we were talking earlier about, you know, the whole thing with Penny. And, yeah. you know, there was the – the rumors that, uh, you know, one side wanted uh, Nick Chubb and then the coaches wanted this guy or whatever. You know, and as far as I know, I, I feel like Pete has final say, right, mm-hmm. as far as that. What's it like around the league, like league-wide? Is that typical or is it just very team-to-team team as far as, you know, when it comes down to it? Like, And I know with, with Schneider and Pete, like it sounds like they don't disagree very mm-hmm, much, right. but – but in the case that uh, the instance that you do, uh, what would you say the the mix is as far as, or just maybe just examples, like obviously Bill Belichick pretty much has full control because he's both, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, for for most teams, like you know, in Vegas before Gruden, you know, got got fired, and you know, he had Mike Mayock. Uh, how does that play out in in most organizations? Well, in most organizations, I mean, it's going to be the GM. Uh, making the personnel decisions. Now, again, I mean, you look at the uh, you know situation in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, and of course he's got too much power, yeah. so he he's got the final say. Then you look at uh, you know when John Gruden was there, he had the final say. Bel- Belichick obviously has the final say. There's no doubt that uh, Sean Payton has the final say. So I mean, you may have, and again, you know, you can't think of too many more because most of these teams have already changed coaches or changed general managers. And so who's there long enough to be able to win and stay there? Like, you know, it's you know, certainly not the case with Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he doesn't have full control. The general manager does. So in most cases, you may, you may only have five or six, maybe seven at the most, that have the uh, coach in charge. Okay. Uh, John, the 206 asking, hey, John, with the trade deadline coming up, who do you see the Seahawks going after? Mm, hard to tell. I mean, again, it's like uh, you you wonder if they want to add one more receiver. I mean, they want to add another cornerback. You know, that, that could be obviously it's not going to be anything on the defensive line. You know, maybe they want to add a linebacker. Hard, hard, although, again, you know, them using so many seven defensive back uh, fronts and things of that nature, you know, going with, uh, you know, too many line like as I mentioned earlier in the week, Cody Barton only had two plays on Sunday, two, and he's a starting outside linebacker. So uh, you know, and maybe you know, maybe look to get an addition on the offensive line. Yeah. Well, yeah, I seven. Bobby's been on the field for a hundred percent of the plays, right? Has he not same as Jamal. Okay. Well, same as and same same as uh, you know uh, D- DJ Reed. Yeah. Uh, what about Marquise Blair? What do you make of him? I, I feel like he is a, a guy that 
I remember his rookie year, they didn't play him. I guess they just didn't trust him. Last year, he started off great, gets hurt. And then this year, I don't know, you see him out there every once in a while. But, mm-hmm. you know, you see Ryan Neal out there. I wonder what the what the story is. Is he? And another guy will ask you about Alton Robinson. I wonder if he's in the doghouse. He played early on. And then, you know, I think in the San Francisco game, he had some problems against the run. And I'm wondering if maybe uh, those are two players that just kind of played their way out of good favor. I don't know. I mean, I, I still wonder about Blair because remember he had that knee injury. Not that it was serious, but that may have held him back a little bit and make him you know, a little less uh, active on the field. That could be in the case of Alton Robinson. Again, I mean, they, they have so many different defensive end options, particularly now with Benson Mayoa back, that it's like, uh, and then, you know, with Daryl Taylor likely to be back, I mean, it's hard sometimes just to be able to get on the field. So I, I, I still think they like Alton Robinson a lot. John, we'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks so much. Thank you. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Coming up, the moment the texters have been waiting for, Cody Barton will join us for our player spotlight. (laughs) It's coming up next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.